Okay, Ulysses, we've reached the point in the offseason for the Tampa Bay Rays, at least, where we have our player reviews. And today, we're going to spotlight one Randy Arozarena. And one that, although has really good things to highlight about Randy Arozarena, well, there are other things that might not be so shiny. What about that future with the team? All this and more on today's episode. Let's get started. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your everyday and remember, Locked on Rays is free and available on every single platform, including YouTube at Locked on Rays. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays and email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. We do and want to do a mailbag episode or episodes later on this week and throughout the offseason. So get those questions in. All right, uh, let's get to our very first player review of the 2022 leading into 2023 season, Randy Rosarena, who just recently was named among the Silver Slugger Award finalist for outfielders in the American League, uh, joining Aaron Judge, you've heard of him, uh, Julio Rodriguez, Kyle Tucker, Mike Trout, George Springer, Taylor Ward, I didn't expect that name to be there, Anthony Santander, Adoles Garcia, and Teoscar Hernandez. So impressive company for Randy. 100%. Uh, so uh, like we said at the top, three segments, what went uh, right for him, what went wrong, the second one, and of course the future with the team. So this is the first segment. So let's talk about what went right for Randy Rosarena this year. Um, his slash line, a 263 batting average, 327 on base, 445 slug. That's a 773 OPS, a 124 OPS plus. Of course, he was uh, a 2020 season again, 20 home runs, uh, 89 RBI. He got close, man. Uh, 32 stolen bases. Uh, I liked the fact that he was able to spray the ball more into the center of the field this year. I think that's an improvement Mm -hmm. for him and his swing. Um, I got to tell you, though, Kevin, the most important thing that Randy Rosarena might have been able to to do, uh, given the 2022 season, is stay healthy. 153 games the dude just posted, man. One of the few Rays who was able to do that this past season and uh it's not like oh he's a full-time dh he has to navigate the wear and tear of the tropicana field turf and the hectic travel schedule of the american league east and the west coast trips and all uh that goes into that too and i don't know if you mentioned this ulysses i know you mentioned his overall numbers but uh 20 homers 30 steals 40 doubles the 20 30 40 mark uh, no other Ray has reached that uh, in the history of the franchise. So a very, very impressive marker there. I love what you mentioned about um, his spray chart and hitting the ball up the middle. This is a player 
that legitimately has power to all fields. If you look at his spray chart on Savant, you see, yeah, you see pulled homers, but you see homers straight dead center. And then you see homers launched the other way as well. In fact, he, um, he, you know, I know he hasn't had a super long career by any means, but he established the Hyatt max exit velocity of his MLB career at 114. And some other good things to keep in mind with him is he lowered his strikeout rate by 4% compared to last year. However, his walk rate de- uh, did decrease by 2% as well. But um, Randy, I guess, in a nutshell, is combination of speed, power, some clutch factor, and uh, just brings explosiveness, intensity, and enjoyment among the Rays fan base. In fact, I don't know if we have a ranking of this or this might have to be a larger offseason question, but um, he's got to be top three, top four of, of fan favorites. I got to tell you, when I think of Randy, I think of the D word. Okay. Dynamic. Yeah. That's exactly what he brings. And fan favorite, I would, I I think before Brett Phillips uh, uh, was gone, maybe then G-Man Choi took that, uh, that away from him. Uh, Randy has to be top three. I got to tell you, he he is beloved. And we actually did this in the June, July era of 2022 baseball. Um, for the Rays, and we said, would you take either a very uh, an aggressive Randy, like he is, or never aggressive uh, type of player? Yeah. And ninety five percent of race listeners of of locked on race listeners said, nope, stay as is. Right. So people do like him, even though it it, it can get on 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 edge sometimes. But I, I do want to say. You, you talked about the 2030-40 club, which is impressive because nobody has ever done it in, 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 in a Rays uniform. But he also became the 25th all-time yeah. in American League and National League. So it's, it's incredible what he did. And I don't think a lot of people, even Rays fans, really understand. Like, 25 of all-time, they haven't done that. Like, this, it was a really good season for him i mean he was the second most productive hitter by wrc plus he was the second most productive hitter uh for the race in f4 by the way 2.7 so he was scratching the 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 three war um standard there i I gotta tell you i it can be frustrating of course um some some of the stuff that he that he does do which we will get to in the second segment but overall i think this is a, a really good season for for randy he brings excitement to a team that needs excitement. He brings excitement to a sport that needs excitement. I think that's one way to put it there. And uh, this is a very uh, unscientific uh, exercise that I did here, but I pulled up, uh, I went to the MLB Rays shop. And when you go and try to select, uh, hey, I want to purchase a jersey. Mm-hmm. It lists the players of like, hey, here's whose jersey you might want to buy. And in order, this is an alphabetical order, obviously, but maybe it lends some insight into which jerseys are most sold among the Rays fan base. It's Kevin Kiermeyer, Wander Franco, Tyler Glass now, Randy Rosarena, and G-Man Choi. 
And I would say that's a pretty decent crop there of fan favorite-ish players. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're going to see when Jimon Choi does not make the team uh, for 2023. <laughs> neither um, does Kiermaier. And neither does Kiermaier. Then you're going to see a Shane McClanahan pop up yes. on that top five. That's for sure. But yes. overall, I think we both agree you would take this season – uh, the offensive production from Randy Rosarena anytime. I mean, yeah. th- these are good numbers at the end of the season. Uh, 94th percentile and max exit velocity, 86th percentile in sprint speed. Uh, betonline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. Stu, stop texting me. This isn't the time or the place. Come on. You know better. Uh, as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every single sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online. It is where the game starts. Okay, so we talked about the positives, Kevin. Yeah. Are you ready to talk about some negatives of Randy Rosarena's 2022 season? Sure thing. Well, I think uh, we all know where we're going with this. Uh-huh. It's uh, it's the running. The running. The base running. Mm-hmm. Um, the base running went from, we, we talked about BSR uh, during the summer when Randy was getting caught all over the place. Um, 1.5 was his rating last year, which is which is good that's 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 yeah. not a great but it's good uh this year it rated at negative 4.3 i mean it just took a dive into like awful base running territory according to this metric um and again if that doesn't really speak to you because you know you're not a bsr phd holder yeah. of this category then let's use the eye test uh there was a lot of ugly base running yeah. done by Randy this year. I mean, I, mean uh, I think the fandom at times got really frustrated uh, with Randy. And sometimes, I mean, you got to take the aggressiveness for what it is, but we did talk about that in, in, in that episode with the BSR and all that, that there has to be a line of him being aggressive and him just being careless. Um, and, right. And you have to draw that line and we talked about it in the playoffs like it's a problem when nobody's adjusting their swing during those two games everybody's just flailing and and looking to hit a a three-run home run with nobody on base it's a problem because are the coaches talking to the players about hey guys can you adjust and and then not taking that advice from the coaching staff because that's a huge problem the players right. are not listening to you. And the second uh, part of that is are the maybe the coaches are not saying anything to the players and the players keep hacking away. So yeah. you've got one or the other. Which problem do you have as a coaching staff? Same thing here with the base running. Are people telling Randy nothing and he keeps doing whatever he wants? Or are they telling Randy, hey, maybe pick your spots a little bit better? And then him saying... No, thanks. 
I'll do me. Yeah. Which problem do you have? Again, because you have one or the other. You can't tell me it's neither because that's not how it works. You have one problem. Which is it? And I think um, I would lean towards him kind of doing his own thing. And, hey, I, I'm Randy Rosarina. I should feel like I have the green light every time on a, I'm on the base pass. And that's an issue. That's a problem. In fact, I did look this up uh, while you were discussing uh, Randy's base running. Uh, his BSR, like you mentioned, uh, if you look at the rankings, he is, well, that's you know one of the worst in baseball, but he is actually rated as a worse base runner than Yadi Molina. Yeah. Yeah. And again, maybe not the opportunities. Yachty doesn't go from first to third. So he goes station to station, whatever little excuses you want to make. Sure. Fine. 40 year old catcher. But then again, a 40 year old catcher, (laughs) a dude that is a manager right now in winter league in Venezuela is rated better in BSR than Rainier Rosarnet. That cannot happen. That cannot happen. And that's not the only gripe I, I actually have with with yeah. with randy um my second biggest gripe is is the double plays the grounded into double plays do you know how many he had last year uh 2021 um i would say single digits you know, yeah. maybe nine eight no yeah very good nine he had nine this year he had 17 <sighs> 17 he he doubled it man yeah. And it's not like the number one number one in, in double place was Vladimir Guerrero at 24, but he barely he is very close to being in that top 10. And I went through it and when you look at all of his double plays, you know, all let, let, let me let me back up here. Randy's average exit velocity is 89.9 off right. his bat. Out of all of his grounded into double plays, only six were below his average exit velocity. Okay, so most of the time, it was high exit velos that unfortunately got turned into double plays. Only one was a line out. Right. Everything else was on the ground. And that brings me to the other point, a 50.7 ground ball or ground ball rate. Like, Mm. it's... A guy with, again, he did make them, most of them, he made them one step or less right. out of those 17. Like, he hustles down the line. You know, there were a, 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 a few that, you know, he he didn't give it his all, but, I mean, yeah. you understand that. BJ Upton um, then. Exactly, yeah. But, like, most of them, which I liked, is, like, he always makes it a close call to get at least yeah. that uh, that call at first base. But that the 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 hitting the ground ball rate being at 50.7 percent that just yeah that's that's not going to be very helpful when 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 he becomes like he did this year basically the 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 power hitter quote unquote the 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 guy to carry the offense randy rosarena kind of became the guy to carry the offense which by the way he shouldn't these numbers are good uh, they're not great. They're not right. the, the the scary guy in the lineup, you know. Yeah, he he's a good complementary piece in a very good lineup, but fifty one percent ground ball rate that's not going to cut it, man. Yeah. 
couple other things too um, that we can add to the what went wrong file for Randy. Um, getting into squabbles with teammates a la Yandi Diaz. And I don't know if we ever heard or got to the bottom of what uh, transpired with that. Um, and then uh, the... How I, heated I was it? Do we know how heated it was? Yeah, no idea, honestly. No idea. Yeah. Um, I just want to know what it's about, quite frankly. Um, Be nice. And um, the, I guess, the sometimes inconsistency month by month, like terrible April, great May, not a good June. But again, you're going to have ebbs and flows over the course of a 162-game six-month season. But maybe what stands out the most is his finish to the season and what he did or didn't do in October. Um, the last stretch of the season, he went two for 30 with 15 strikeouts and then a one for nine playoff showing with five strikeouts. Not what I would have expected from superhero Randy Rosarena, postseason Randy. Um, you know, he's supposed to be that guy that when the light shine the brightest, he's there. I wouldn't have and- expected him to, um, dole down like he did now who knows maybe he, he could have been dealing with some sort of nagging injury we don't know that but i'm just looking at the numbers in front of me and uh they're not where they need to be well yeah because we're not his doctor and we can't do that but we can read the numbers and the numbers say that in 10 10 plate appearances he only had one hit by the way from memory i don't even have to look it up that was an infield hit that he got it wasn't even like a a, a liner to left field yeah. it was a it was a hustle infield single uh one walk and five strikeouts like you said i mean i know small sample size everybody can have a bad two games but he didn't have just a bad two games like you said two for his last 30 two for his last 32 what what was it uh two for his last 30 with 15 strikeouts that and and i know we did the math while the season was happening doesn't those 30 at bats kind of match the date of when apparently the fight between him and Yandi happened. Oh yeah. And how bad the Rays finished the season two. I mean, we could, we could build so many conspiracy theories, uh, that we would have a a Patreon channel for each of them. Um, that you can really come up with them. Uh, I don't want to dive into that too much because that's just, you know, gossipy and, 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 and baseless, but Makes you think, man, because everything that you hear from every team that has ever won the World Series, what's the one thing that a Brian Kenny character, for example, would hate about? Uh, great, great clubhouse, the chemistry. Everybody was on the same page and getting along. Great Brian group, Kenny's- group of guys I've ever been around. Still Brian- my lifelong friend today after winning the World Series 30 years ago. Yes, the Brian Kennys of the world, the people that just look at stat sheets and, and, and that's it and, and never have been in, 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 a, in a room with other players and, and, and felt what it's like to, to, to hold whatever instrument you are uh, yeah. in, in the sport that you're playing, they think that that's crap, that that's, that's, that's nonsense. And again, I don't know how – like a cultural thing too, I wouldn't think – like I would think that Randy and Yandi – 
with the Cuban connection that they would be like best buds. And maybe that's also a thing of, Hey, we're, we're so close together that we can get into an argument like this and still salvage things as opposed think, to it was Brett Phillips and Randy getting into it. I think that's a, a thing of like, maybe you can look at it as like who wants to be, you know, the best of that country in yeah. that team who want, you know, right. if, if you think of a Cuban player, who's go, is it going to be, is it Randy or is it Yandy? Or, but I also like to think about it. Like you said too, like the people that are close, are usually going to be rubbing off the most. Yeah. Like you're going to fight the most with your brother and your sister and all that. Right. So it's, it, it has an inkling that maybe that's what happened. You know, the, the, the maybe the closest two guys of the team got, got into a little bit of a tiff and you yeah. hear about tiffs and all that all the time in clubhouses. And sometimes you don't hear about it for years. Right. Um, and, and they still happen. So it's, it makes you wonder. And I hate it because those are two of the most, you know, friendly, fan friendly, fan favorite players that we've had in a long time in Randy and Yandi. Yeah. And for them to get in a tiff like that that became public and and then not and then I think I, I like that, the fact that we don't really know more about it because it's kind of like them saying we're not saying anything. Yeah. Maybe that's kind of cool. Quite frankly, if uh if it was if it was something, if that exact instance happened, but with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm sure we would know more about it just based on the coverage level of yes. those two franchises at the moment. Um, all right, let's move along here. Uh, Randy's future with the team. Um, oh boy. Here's a, here could be a little bit of a wrinkle. He could be super two arbitration eligible and get roughly $4 million this upcoming year rather than 725K. And it's been floated around by Topkin and I suppose some others that maybe the Rays try to maximize their value from Randy at this juncture. Yeah, and I feel like like we've talked about it. It seems when Topkin says something like that, it's been fed down yeah. through the front office. Like, hey, can you put that out there for me? Thanks. Yeah. And Basically. that doesn't mean that doesn't he's mean that they're yeah, going he's, to. He's a he's a pawn of the rays, more or less. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. Whatever adjective you want to use, um, I feel like you you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Exactly. Except they never scratch marks. Because he never has the premiere on anything, basically. I think he had one premiere this season, but I forget which one it oh, was. Oh, the big uh, – you're referring to kind of a, oh, that was a great scoop. He's yeah. no scoops. Yeah, the, the yeah. lack of scoops is, uh, I if guess – you're going to scratch my back, if you're going to scratch my back, like he, he's like, I got to get the scoops, but he really kind of doesn't. Anyway, regardless, this is not a review of Mark Topkin. It's no. a review of Randy Rosarena. He has put it out there, I feel like, just so other teams know that if they call their race front office is not going to hang up if they ask for Randy or Rosarena. That's basically yeah. why that's out there. If they want, they'll listen. And they've always been like this. They, they, they always listen. They're never going to just shut it down. We we've done the episode of like how many untradeable players do the Rays have and it's usually yeah. like two or three that's about it like I know fans are like 10 you know it's two at the most yeah. you know um I don't think he gets traded 
Okay. I really don't. And I see the fact, yeah, the sprint speed, uh, it's gone from the 90th percentile to the 86th percentile. The ground ball rate went up up the wazoo. The double plays went up the wazoo. The base running tanked. Um, the, the walk rate, it, it dipped 2%, like you said. Right. Um, I just don't think there's still plenty of time for them to sell uh, yeah. or trade, rather, uh, uh, Randy. I don't think this is the time. And I don't think this is the time because look at your offense. He is the second most productive offensive player you had this whole season. If you trade him, where are you going to get all of that offense from? You're not going to get the Branley and Jock Peterson and Jose Abreu, and they're all going to be fantastic players. And Brandon Lau is going to come in and he's going to hit 40 bombs. Like, let's not live in fantasy land. This guy has shown that he posts. This guy has shown that he is stable at the end of the year. He's going to give you a 2020 season. Like, right. do you need more proof than that? That this guy is stable. He is constant. Ultimately, at the end of this, at the end of the season, his numbers are going to look pretty much the same. And that's been the case. I don't think this guy should be traded at all. Question. Could this not have to do with, okay, we're just trying to save a couple bucks here and there. Um, but maybe it is a, a clubhouse chemistry culture thing of, we, we talk about the gaffes and the chaos on the base pass. Is he legitimately not listening to his coaches? Is he legitimately doing things on his own? Again, I, I, I don't know how big of a thing it is or if it's a thing or if it is or isn't a thing, but he's also gotten into quasi collisions with the center fielder. Kevin Kiermeyer at times over who has this fly ball. You know, I know there's been some things in the outfield that have happened, but, um, and then it, it uh, happened to, it happened to Harrison Bader yeah. and Aaron judge too. Yeah. So it's not only Randy. Yeah, and that's true. I, I don't, but maybe I, we don't know, but yeah. if it's a chemistry thing and they want to trade him for that, then you can't really do anything about it. I mean, right. and, yeah. and if it's about that, Kev, then, you're not going to get your value because that stuff gets around yeah. people in baseball know that stuff. Like, oh, that's Kansas that's City Royals the, know about that stuff. Yeah, so that, they call. Mm-mm, we're not going to give you what you want because you want to get rid of him. Right, right. It's like, yeah, it's one of those things of like, hey, we have, hey, we're fielding calls for rain. It's like, okay, what's the catch here? There, there's something going on. Um, and this is, it's really, I think the the next uh, frontier. It's already been established uh so to speak is not just looking at the analytics and the stat sheet but um the the mental makeup of a guy and how he's going to fit in a clubhouse i think i don't even know if there's an algorithm that can come up with that or for that um but i think that's something that teams are paying much more attention to uh nowadays especially as you know you go so far strong to the analytical side and you forget that, Hey, these are people too, and they have to get along and they have to uh, coexist for the better part of six, seven months, whatever it may be. Um, and all, all the cultural issues as well. But let me put this out. Do you think he gets traded? Mm -hmm. I think he gets traded eventually. Um, do I this off season? Hmm. That's tough. That's tough. Um, I'm going to say not this offseason, but I 
could possibly see a scenario where he's traded at the deadline, depending on how things go. Um, we also need to note that he is represented by Scott Boris. That's also something to keep in mind too. But let me let me throw this out there. Do you think? Well, we look at the line of Randy. We talked about the twenty homers, thirty plus uh, steals, forty plus doubles. I give you all those numbers, all those metrics. Is it a little bit surprising to you that his B war was 2.8 and F war was 2.7? I mean, something that has really happened in the history of baseball, and yet he doesn't have a four war or a 4.2 war. It's it's the negatives, man. It, I think it's it's the base running. The base running just just at least for fan graphs, it just drove him so much yeah. down. It was bad. It was really, really bad. Right. It was bad. Yeah. Um, and, and he wasn't the only guy that was doing those base running gaffes. But it's he's, I mean, 12 caught stealings too, by the way. Yeah. Most in the league. Um, the base running, the stealing was bad. Was bad. Um, all right. I guess uh, we forgot to mention this at the top, but uh, should we go ahead and start giving uh, player grades as well? Let's do it. Uh, get your red pen ready. Um, I believe he we, we graded him at like an A yes, uh, last year, like a 95, yeah. 94-ish, 97, 96, something like that. Um, he took a dive for me. Okay. Um, he now resides in the A-minus column for me. He's at a 90. He barely made the A. Okay. But I had to knock him down because of the negatives that we spoke about. Uh, not, not quite. I can't give him a B-plus because... <laughs> he was the guy. Yeah. I mean, uh, so 90, he makes the cut into the A group, but um, barely. 90, A minus. Yeah. It seemed like we focused on the negatives for quite a portion of this episode. But despite all of that, I will also give him an A minus, but I'll give him an 89.5. So it rounds up to 90. So that's his grade. So um, now if he does what he does again next season. I don't know. Maybe I drop him down to a B plus. We'll see. There's, there's some things that absolutely have to be improved going forward, but he is of course in and entering the prime of his career, 28 or 27 years old in eight months. This is really where he should be uh, cashing in literally and figuratively as well. Uh, All right. So that's our first player review in the books. Uh, Next up on Wednesday's episode, we have Shane McClanahan to review uh in the meantime thank you for making the locked on race podcast your very first listen every day now make your second listen the locked on today podcast that is also free and available on all platforms a wonderful day stay safe and we will talk to you tomorrow